What's up, everybody? My name is Lamar Kendrick. Welcome to Street Preacher, Christian Self-Help Podcast. Check me out on LamarKendrick.com. Enjoy the ride. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Lamar. I want to thank you for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Welcome to my podcast. Uh, For those who have been following me, I really do appreciate it. And for those that haven't yet, I recommend that you um, check me out and see if there's something that's being said that you can use in your journey and with your relationship with God. Um, This podcast is always to share God's message and share what God wants us to do and need us to do and what he has done for us, as well as what we need to do and what we need to continue to do for God. So with saying that, I would like to tell you what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about believing in God's promises. And to me, that's a really huge subject because, you know, for everybody who said they believe in God, then we have to believe his promises. Because if we don't believe his promises, then we really truly can't completely believe in God. And we have to question that. And we don't want to have to question that. We want to know that we actually believe in our Father. We want to know that we believe in His ability. And we want to know that we believe in what He said He's going to do, what He has done, in, and what He will do in the future. We want to believe that. So that all comes from believing in His promises. And if we don't believe in His promises, then we cannot believe that. So that's why this subject is really um, huge to me, and it's near and dear to me. Um, belief is everything. It's almost like it's not almost like, but it's like when you believe in a person, when a person that you truly trust and you know you can depend on that person, you know you can rely on that person, and no matter what, you know that person got your back. Um, you don't have no doubt trusting in them. You don't have no doubt believing in them. You don't have no doubt being there for them because they are always there for you. And that's the same thing with God. I mean, he's more than a person. So, you know, just knowing that he always have our back and he always there for us and he always going to talk to us and to counsel us and to walk with us and hold our hands and pick us up and carry us whenever we need it. And all that comes from his promises. These are the things that he said he would do for us. You know, way before we came into the world, he said he would do these things for us. And his promises never end and they always real. And if we call ourselves children of God, then we have to believe his promises. You know, if we say that we want to serve God, then we have to believe his promises. If we say that we know God, then we have to believe his promises. So it's important that we understand that. And um, even though in believing the promises, there's always something that we have to do. And that's important to understand that, too. Um, We need to understand what we have to do in the process. Now, God promises that's 99 and three fourth percent of the work that need to be done in order for something to happen. But there's one fourth part that we have to do. And it's not as big as God's part. Never will be, never can be. But it's big that we do it. It is big that we do our part. And it's big to God that we do our part. And we must understand that. And it's like a friend, like I was saying. Like you have a really good friend that you depend on and you rely on. And your friend tells you they're going to pick you up one night. But they tell you, you know what? I can pick you up, but I'm rushing, so I need you to be outside your house ready to go when I get there. I can't come in and I can't wait on you. Now, your friend is reliable and dependable, so they're going to do their part. They're going to be there. And that's the biggest part of them being there. They got to leave their house. They got to drive through town, and then they got to come and get you. And if you're outside, then you did your part. So then when the car pull up, you just jump in the car and you guys go. 
But if you don't do your part and they pull up and you're still in the house getting dressed, then that's going to take time. And then whatever they have to do, wherever they have to be, they're not going to be there on time and they're not going to be able to do it because you didn't do your part. Well, that's the same thing with God. I mean, if we have a part to do, then we have to do whatever that part is. You know, it might be a part where you want to be healthier in your life. You want to have a healthier lifestyle. Well, God might say, well, then you need to eat this way. You need to work out like this and you need to read these type of books in order to help you with your progress. Now, you tell yourself you want to be healthy and you tell God, I believe that I can be healthy based on your word, but then you don't do none of those things. Then you truly don't believe that you can be healthy and you don't believe in the promises of God that he have already made you healthy. So therefore, you're not going to get the results. And the thing about that is that that's not God. That's you not doing your part. That's us not doing our part. So it's important to understand that even though God has the huge part to do, which is 99 and three-fourth part of the process to do, we still have that one-fourth that we have to do. So I want to really make that clear to everybody in this sharing. Um, before we get started, I want to share one of my um, stories about me and God and God telling me one of his promises for my life and me um, believing him that he was going to do it and seeing him do it and the results of what he did. Um, like I told you before, I've been into the world since like 1986 and I went away in 1988 to share the word. And I went to another state with people who I didn't know that was in the same ministry that I was in. And we had to represent God for that year in the sense of running classes and teaching fellowship and witnessing on a daily basis and just revealing God in our lives and everything that we did. And before I got to that point, I took this class. Like I told you about the lady who um, got me into the classes and they was really rewarding and they taught me a lot and I learned a lot. And I really want my family to be a part of that process as well. And, you know, I um, know that God wants his people to know his word. And so I asked God, I like, hey, God, um, can you get majority of my family to take this class. And if you can get majority of my family to take this class, then I will go away for a year and do a year of service, you know, and move your word to the best of my ability. And that was my, you know, question to God, or that was my um, statement to God. And um, the promise was that, yeah, I can do that. And he did it. You know, before I left, majority of my family was into the class and they enjoyed the class and they learned a lot about God in the class, and they learned about a lot about themselves in the class, and um, they really carry that, and they still do carry that in their lives, the lesson that they learned in that class, but even in that, I had to do my part, you know, I couldn't just ask God to get my family into the class and then don't do my part, so I had to go and still witness to them, I still had to go and teach them the word. I still had to go and show the example of the word in my life. So that's what I'm saying when I'm saying that in order to believe the promises of God, you still have to do your part. You can't not do your part. Remember, believing is faith and faith is action and believing is action and it's a verb and you have to act on it. So you can't say, I believe God promised it, but sit on my butt and do nothing. I have to Say, I believe in God, I believe in his promises, and then I go out there and do what he's telling me to do at that time in that situation to make that situation be what it's supposed to be. So, yes, I did have to witness, and I did have to teach, and I did have to share, and I did have to encourage my family. But they all did it of their own free will, and they did it unexpected to me when they told me. They just came up to me, you know, at different times and said, hey, I want to take the class, and hey, I want to take the class, and I want to take the class, and 
all three of my sisters took the class. My mom took the class, and my niece and my nephew took the class. Now, the only people that didn't take the class was my brothers. But otherwise than that, the majority of my family took the class. And since God was able to fulfill his promise to me, you know, I went away for a year, and I did a year of service for him, you know, as far as in another state, teaching and preaching and witnessing his word to anybody who I could, along with the people who came there with me. So that's my story about how God was able to fulfill his promise to me and what I had to do in order for that promise to be fulfilled. Before we get started, I would like to say a word of prayer, as always, just to make sure that we are moving in the direction that God needs to move in. So I want to thank you, Father, for your word and how it comforts us and how it heals us and how it takes care of us. Thank you, Father, for just your mercy and your love and how you bestow that love on us so generously and that we can continue to walk with you and talk with you because you love us tremendously. Thank you, Father, for your promises and what they do for us and what they allow us to see about you and what they allow us to see about ourselves, Father, and how they can come to pass, Father, as long as we just trust in you and do our part. So I want to thank you for this in the name of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, what I want everybody to do, I want everybody to turn to Joshua. And once you get to Joshua, we're going to go from there. And I want to set Joshua up for you. Joshua is second in command to Moses. And Moses is a man of God, as Joshua is. And Moses' job was to go and free the Israelites from Egypt, from the Pharaoh. And the only way he could do that is by depending, relying, and obeying God and doing what God told him to do. Now, God's promise was that he was going to free these people. And he knew that Moses, and he told Moses he was going to be the person that he was going to use to do this. And Moses had to do everything that God told him to do in order for this to happen, or it wouldn't happen. And because my, Moses believed God's promises and did what God told him to do, he was able to free the people. But Moses fell asleep. He passed away. And the promise still wasn't completely fulfilled. So the next in command, who was Joshua, had to fulfill that promise. And God came to Joshua and told him, hey, I need you to do this. And the thing about the promise, if if we may start the promise, but we may not finish it. And that's okay, too, because it might be somebody else that's going to finish that promise. But the thing about it, if God made a promise, it's going to be fulfilled one way or another. And we must understand that. But we have to do our part when it's our job to do our part to make sure it's fulfilled to the best of our ability. So the job still had to get done. The promise still had to be uh, received. And we still have to do our part in order for that to happen. So God go to Joshua and he let Joshua know that, hey, this is what I need you to do. And I can imagine what Joshua was thinking because, um, you know, when God come to us and asks us or tell us that he needs us to do certain things, I, I know how we think about situations. I know how it is unnerving to us and how it makes us uneased and how it put fear in our hearts sometimes and doubt and worry and questions and confusion. So I can imagine with this big responsibility being put on Joshua that he was thinking, maybe I'm not the right man for the job or maybe God got the wrong person or, you know, um, I can't do this or the people ain't going to like me or whatever the pressure may be that is trying to stop him from believing the promise of God and then actually doing what God tell him to do to make that promise come true. So we're going to start with Joshua chapter one. And it says, now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, 
it came to pass that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. So, the first thing about, well, the first thing I want everybody to understand is the first thing he told Joshua, this is the situation. Moses is not here anymore. But I still got a promise, and I need you to fulfill it now. I need you to do your part. So you got to get up, and you got to go. And the thing about fulfilling a promise, you do have to do something. Like I told you before, I had to witness to my family. You know, I had to encourage them. I had to teach them. I had to do all the stuff I had to do in order for God to fulfill his promise of them getting into the class and taking the class and learning more about the word. Well, in this case, Joshua had to get up. You can't fulfill a promise and sit on your butt. That's just it. You have to get up. And Joshua had to get going. And you can't fulfill the promises by not going. You have to go wherever God telling you to go. Noah had to fulfill a promise of God, but he had to do something. David had to fulfill a promise of God, but he had to do something. Everybody who fulfilled the promise of God had to do something. So it's no different with us today. If there's the a promise to be fulfilled, that God said is something that he had promised us, then there's always going to be a part that we're going to have to play in order to get that done. So in Joshua's point, it was get up and get going. And he told him, I need you to do this. I need you to take this pe- these people over this Jordan so I can fulfill my promises. And then verse 3, it says, Every place that the sole of thy foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. So now God is already letting them know what the promise is. He said, the promise is wherever you walk, that's your land. So those trees, that's yours. The cattle, that's yours. The animals, that's yours. The houses, that's yours. The water, that's yours. The fish, that's yours. Everything that you can see, everything, everything that you walk on, is yours. And I need you to understand because that's my promise to you. But now, in order for that promise to come to be, you have to get up and you have to get going. You can't stand still, sit down, and think a promise is going to come true. So he's already letting them know what the promise is and what they got to do. And the same thing he do with us. If we want to achieve something in our life, if I, if God said I can have a more than abundant life, then I can't have a more abundant life sitting on my butt. I have to get up and do something in order to have a more abundant life. I have to do whatever God is telling me to do. So let's go down to verse 5. And the thing about fulfilling one of God's promises is that we have to understand there's going to be bumps in the road. And whatever those bumps are, we're going to have to be able to deal with them. But we have to trust God that we can deal with them or that he can deal with them. And he'll teach us how to deal with them. So in verse 5, it said, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. So a lot of times the bumps in our road is people. That's just real. And a lot of times people is what stops us from fulfilling the promises of God in our lives because we worry about what they think about us. We worry about what they're going to say about us and we worry about what they can do to us. So because we worry about those three things, we fall short and we don't live up to the level of life that God said we're supposed to live. But God's telling you right now, don't worry about man. Ain't nobody going to be able to stand against you. As I would Moses, I'll be with you. So that's the same thing he's telling us too. If, if you want my promises to be fulfilled in your life, then you can't worry about what people think about you. You can't worry about what people say about you. And you can't worry about what people going to do to you. 
because you have me and I'm enough to take care of all these situations. I'm enough to get you to the promised land. But you have to believe that and you have to act that way as if you believe that because you do believe that. And in verse six, it says, be strong and of good courage. For unto the, this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. So he said, but in order to do this, because I know that you're going to have pressure from people and situation and circumstances, you have to be strong and you have to be of good courage. Because if you don't be strong, you're going to give up. If you don't have good courage, you're not going to believe. So in order to fulfill the promise that I have for you in your life, whatever it may be, you have to be strong and of good courage. And in verse 7, it states, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou may prosper whithsoever thou goest. So God is saying that, you know what? This is what I need you to do. I just told you to be strong and courageous, but now I'm telling you to be strong and very courageous because it's going to take a lot. I mean, just because it's a promise don't mean it's going to automatically happen. There's so much you have to go through to make that promise happen. I want you guys to understand that. I need you to understand that. But just because you have to go through a lot to get it don't mean you can't get it. But you got to follow my commandments. As Moses followed my commandments, as Moses laid down the law, you guys got to follow those commandments. And you will prosper. But you can't look to the right or to the left because if you look in those directions, you're going to get leery. You're going to want to give up. You're going to want to give in and you're not going to want to do it. So you have to look ahead of you because I'm ahead of you and I'm going to make it go. And I'm going to keep it going. So I want you to really understand that. And in verse 8, it says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So God said, now, another thing you have to do to fulfill this promise that I have given to you is that you have to think about me every day. You have to think about my word every day. You got to think about what I say every day. You got to think about who I say I am every day and who I say you are every day in order to do this. And if you do this and you observe my laws and you respect my commandments, then not only will you prosper, but you will be successful in your life. And so what I'm telling you is that there's always a part that we have to do. Now, God have done the 99 and 3 4 part, but we still have to do that one-fourth. And that one-fourth is a huge part. So believing God promises is acting on God promises and believing that God's going to come through and you're going to be able to do your part. So now in verse, we're going to end with verse 9. And it says, have I not commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. So God is saying, you know what? I know you still struggle within yourself. Cause we, it takes time to build this courage. It takes time to be build this strength. But God's saying, but you know what? I need you to be strong. I need you to be courageous. Don't be dismayed. Don't allow all this that's going on to distract you and take your focus away from me, you know, and my promises. Cause my promises are real. And I will be with you wherever you go. So you don't have to worry about it. If you having a good day, I'm with you. If you're having a really bad day, I'm with you. If you have an in-between day, I'm with you. If you step your toe, I'm with you. If you just got a raise, I'm with you. So understand that, and you'll be able to believe my promises. But you need to understand that. I am God, and I'm there. So believing God's promises is acting on God's word. And acting on God's word 
to the promises to where you can do your part to make that promises come true. So it's important to really understand that because a lot of times we say we believe, but then we don't want to do anything. Or we say we believe, but we act like we're confused. We can't believe and not do anything. We can't believe and be confused. We got to know that what God said is true. God said it, that settled it, and we believe it. So I want to thank you, Father, for your word and how it has always helped our lives out and we can believe your promises because your promises are true. But believing your promises does not mean that we can't do anything. That means that we have to do something. So I want to thank you, Father, for the words that went out, that people may hear these words and they may do something with these words that's going to allow them to represent you in their lives and to help others to see you in their lives. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, amen.